Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Tuesday episode of Max Sports. My name is Max, of course. We need to talk about Monday Night Football. What happened last night? Well, what team managed to stay undefeated, the Eagles or the Bucks? We'll go through that game first. Then we'll hop over to the Bengals, who finally got out of the winless column. They got a win against the Rams. We'll talk about all that and then immediately jump to the power rankings. Yes, I have the top 14 teams. We do 14, of course, because those are the number of playoff spots available. Why talk about teams you don't care about? We have the top 14 teams, and then we do my annual power tankings. Which team ended up being the worst through three weeks of the football season? Let's get this episode underway. Max Sports is starting up right now. All right, let's get this episode underway. We'll start with the Monday Night Football before we jump to the power rankings and the power tankings. You can skip to it if you want, but then you'd be ruining all the fun for me, and that just makes me think you're one of those kind of people that nobody wants to talk to at get-togethers, gatherings, or parties. So if that's really the case, you need to look in the mirror and get your life in order, and also not skip ahead in my episode, please. We have some Monday Night Football to talk about first. So let's talk about it. So we had a double header, which I don't know if that's just starting to become the norm or if they're just doing it for the early season. But anyway, we're having double headers in Monday Night Football, and I guess it's okay. I haven't really been impressed with a lot of these primetime games so far on the season. It's why I don't pick them usually to be my game of the week. Um, the Eagles... It was a solid one-sided victory against the Buccaneers. Jalen Hurts had some turnover issues, but you know what? So did the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield had some turnovers as well. I think it was the run game and the clock management for the Eagles that helped win this one. They won it by two touchdowns. Very one-sided affair. Eagles stay undefeated. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fall to 2-1. and one. However, they are still atop the division and tied with the Falcons and the Saints. As for our other one, it was a very, again, boring game. Lots of field goals, lots of bad plays, turnovers, punts. It just wasn't a very pretty one. Matthew Stafford uh, was forced to pass a lot more than he really should have. It was a very one-sided offensive battle. The Rams couldn't get any sort of run game going, and Joe Burrow still has yet to really look amazing by any means. The the Bengals finally get their wins, so I will stop calling them the Bungles. But again, at 1-2, and two, a 19-16 to 16 win. I mean, you'll take a win over a loss, but... There was nothing much that got me really excited about this Bengals game. T. Higgins was dropping the ball everywhere. Uh, the defenses did look good on both sides, but again, this was not one that got me interested with either team, if I'm truly being honest. So, those were our Monday recap wrap-ups. Again, I had the Eagles winning, and I had the Rams winning their respective games. So, I went 1-1 one and one in that not the greatest outcome. When we look at this week's picks, let's go to my picks, see how they turned out. Uh, by the way, while I'm uh, pulling up my score sheets, if you're hearing anything weird with my uh, voice, I'm seeming to be getting some sort of head cold, potentially. I'm hoping it's not that, but my right nostril is absolutely clogged, and I cannot uh, breathe out of it. So hopefully that goes away, but because the episodes are going to get really bad. But um, overall, with the picks this week, we went 10 and 6, not too shabby. I got the Niners right, the Lions right, the Patriots right, the Packers, Dolphins, and Bills correct. I also got the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Eagles right. My only games I got wrong were a field goal game with the Rams, 
I got the Cowboys wrong. A lot of people did. I got the Ravens wrong, losing at home to the Colts with a backup quarterback. I got the Jaguars wrong, the Vikings wrong, and the Titans. I thought that they potentially could have upset the Browns um, on the road. That that was not the case at all. So 10-6, and six, again, if you like following my picks, in my group right now, I am in second place, still behind one pride. Um, I have a total record of 29 and 19 on the season. Not too bad again. Um, when it comes to uh, the, the leader of ours, again, one pride, 85, 32 and 15. Very impressive. I think I'm doing pretty solid in these, though. Again, week four is coming, and there will be more picks for you. I do my pick episodes on Thursday if you're a fan uh, of picks, opinions, how I pick games. Pay attention to my Thursday episodes. That's when I do the picks um, right before Thursday night football. And I break down, uh, of course, the the Thursday primetime game. So again, if you're a fan of that, pay attention to the game or the episodes that come out on Thursday. That's when I do those. We're gonna head over to my power ranking segment now because I got some fun stuff to share about. I've updated my top 14 teams and I gave you the power tankings, the three teams that I think are the worst in all of football, fighting for the number one overall pick. Let's get into that. All right, as we head into the power rankings, this might be my favorite segment of the week. I love breaking down games, but when it comes to being able to write these scripts and and talk about my favorite teams, this is one that I actually always look forward to, and I, I really do enjoy it. So let's get it underway. Again, if you have not been listening, I will break it down to you as easy as possible. There are 14 seeds in the postseason. There are 14 teams that I put on this list. Why talk about teams you don't care about? Sorry, the Tennessee Titans don't need to be on a list. Teams that just missed the cut. I usually have three or so teams that I was considering that I decided to cut off of the list. Those teams today are the Indianapolis Colts, the Washington Commanders, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So at number 14, I still have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Despite the loss to the Eagles, I have kept Tampa in this rankings list. I fully believe that there are other teams on this list that would have put up a similar performance against Philly. The key to Tampa's victories early in the season have been winning the turnover battle, and unfortunately due to Baker Mayfield's turnovers throughout the game, uh, this was the first time in the season where they really have been giving up the ball, and it really cost them here against Philly. I still like them, though. They're still in the division hunt in the NFC South, but they fall a little bit on my list. Another NFC South team in the Atlanta Falcons. I still like this team despite the loss against Detroit. They are still 2-1 on the season, and with the injury news about Derek Carr with the New Orleans Saints, this division looks wide open. The ceiling of this team, however, depends on Desmond Ritter, their quarterback. Unless there is a huge development in his game, I think that this is the highest Atlanta will be hovering around in my ranking list for a while. I have them at number 13, of course. At number 12, uh, we got America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I was trying to think why this team even deserved to be in the top five last week. Every, and I will say it again, every concern that I had for this team glared in a terrible showing against the Cardinals, a Cardinals team that most people don't believe are actually trying to win football games. Instead, they're trying to rebuild and tank. 
Dak Prescott trying to win with him, uh, carry all the weight on his shoulders, the defense not being able to get stops, the run game not working. Everything did not work. Costly turnovers. It was a mess. If it wasn't for the 20 to 70 Broncos lost last week, this in my eyes would definitely be the most embarrassing. At number 11, I have the Baltimore Ravens. This team has shown lots of struggles despite the 2-1 record. Injuries aren't helping at all, but a loss to the Indianapolis Colts at home without the Colts starting quarterback Anthony Richardson and their star running back Jonathan Taylor does look rather disappointing for a Ravens team that is expected to do more. At number 11, I have the New Orleans Saints. This team had a really tough loss to the Green Bay Packers this past weekend. You could argue that the loss of Derek Carr cost them this game as their offense disappeared without him. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss and a win is a win. And they managed to uh, lose that game and blow a 17-point lead to drop to 2-1 and one on the season. That was a game that they were in control of the majority of the time, and they had shut Green Bay out through three quarters. I still think they're a solid team with a lot of veteran experience, but the questions around Carr and the concerns for that blown lead, that's something that has them sliding a little bit down on this power rankings. Last week, they were at eight. At number nine, we got the Cleveland Browns. I'm having a real hard time judging this team this year. Their defensive unit is one of the best in the entire National Football League, but offense is my concern. One week, they look terrible against the Steelers and turn the ball over left and right. The next week, they smoke the Titans in a one-sided victory. They are 2-1 and one so far in an AFC North that looks very weak uh, as each week passes. Weak as in not strong, <laughs> but... They look weak every single week, and honestly, 2-1 and one is fairly respectable in a division that looks to have a lot of issues right now. At number eight, I have the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Jordan Love managed to lead an 18-point fourth-quarter comeback in his first home start against the New Orleans Saints. This team is 2-1 despite the injuries to several starters. Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones. Lots of pieces missing from this offense. Despite that, they were able to make a huge comeback against a playoff contender in the New Orleans Saints. Their short week primetime matchup game against the Detroit Lions will most likely determine the leader in this division for the first several weeks of the season. Speaking of the Lions, I have the Detroit Lions up all the way at number seven on this week's power rankings. The Lions got a tough, well-fought battle against the Atlanta Falcons this past week. The highlight of this game had to be the multiple sacks on Atlanta quarterback Desmond Ritter and the Lions defense holding and shutting down Bijan Robinson through the majority of the day. They got a double-digit win despite the injuries to six starters which is what good teams need to do to win. They have a huge opportunity to take a stake in the division this upcoming Thursday against the Green Bay Packers. Honestly, this might be my game of the week. We'll talk about it, obviously, on Thursday when our picks come out. At number six, I have the Seattle Seahawks. 
they got a fairly comfortable win against the Carolina Panthers last week. Geno Smith played solid, and the run game showed up all game. Nothing more to say except they look like a formidable playoff contender, and a lot of people were expecting that this year. I think they're at six because they beat a team like the Detroit Lions on the road already, and while they do have a home loss to the Rams, they are a 2-1 and team, and I think the Rams' loss isn't as bad as some of the other losses teams on this list have faced. At number five, I have none other than the Buffalo Bills. Once again, the Bills went out and dismantled their opponent. This week was a beatdown on the Washington Commanders, and it ended up with a final score of 37-3. If they can keep this momentum up throughout the season, we should see this same team we've seen for years now fighting for a spot in the AFC Championship. That's why I have them at five today. At number four, I have none other than the Kansas City Chiefs. They're back! Yeah, anyone that had doubt early on in the season, that doubt has been reassured. Um, For the six Bears fans left, forced to watch their team get destroyed effortlessly by the Chiefs, I want to try and feel sorry, but I'm really not there yet. Moving on to my actual thoughts about the Chiefs, though, this is one of the several easy beatdowns that took place this past week. Despite Taylor Swift being in attendance for Travis Kelsey, I still think his best relationship is the -the on-the-field relationship with Patrick Mahomes. I think it's a little bit stronger, and as they continue to bring backyard football to the highest level, expect this Chiefs team to still be a Super Bowl contender. At number three, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. They managed to get another solid victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight on Monday Night Football. This team looks to be amongst the top two in the NFC and could repeat a run to the Super Bowl. It looks like a real possibility. Jalen Hurts has had some struggles with turnovers in this past game, throwing two interceptions against the Buccaneers. But overall, this team is still undefeated and the talent is everywhere. At number two, we now have the San Francisco 49ers. They still have managed to keep their undefeated record with another comfortable win over the New York Giants. There's nothing uh, much else to say about this team. Uh, They keep winning in very safe fashion. They look unbeatable on all sides. The defense is elite. The run game is electric. They have an all-pro, arguably, at every position. This team keeps winning, though, and I will say as of today, the 49ers are probably my favorite team in the NFC, If the playoffs took place today, they'd probably be the team I'd pick to win. When it comes to our number one ranking, it has to, has to be the Miami Dolphins. The Finns have played the best football through three weeks easily. A historic 70-20 victory in their home opener against the Denver Broncos was something some people still don't believe happened. This team can beat you every way possible. The run game, the pass game, and the defense have all showed up throughout times of the season, and they've been able to win several games in different ways. Having multiple ways to win football games in the NFL separates good teams from elite teams. And as of today, I'd say the Dolphins look like the elite of the elite in the NFL. So there are my power rankings. Bucks, Falcons, Cowboys, Ravens, Saints, Browns, Packers, Lions, Seahawks, Bills, Chiefs, 
Eagles, Niners, and Dolphins. What do you think about those? Well, I'm not going to give you any time. We're on to the power tankings. I have three spots. I always share the three worst teams in all of football, but we have a special occasion for this one. At number three, the Minnesota Vikings. This team has had all luck turn on them. The few teams, they're not the few, sorry. This team had won 10 single score victories last year, which is a record and something that is almost unheard of in the NFL. And now this year, that karma has turned on them. They are now 0-3 in all of their single score games on the season. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are solid, and honestly, they're the only redeemable things about this team. They've lost the turnover battle in almost every single game they've played, and they've played down to competition and lost crucial games they desperately needed to go on a playoff run this year. At number two, I have the Carolina Panthers. This team does not look good at all. Bryce Young still doesn't look ready to be a starter, and they have zero weapons on offense. They are one of the few teams to not have a win yet on the season. The only reason I have Minnesota ranked three and the Panthers ranked two are because I think the Panthers are a worse team. I, I think the Vikings have a better quarterback. I think they have better weapons. I think they have better coaching. Unfortunately, they just haven't been able to get it done in the win column, and that's why I have the Vikings at three and the Panthers at two. All right. You hear that noise? It's getting louder. It's getting louder. It's the hype for number one in the power tankings. And that is a tie? Yes. In the history of the power rankings, which is a total of three weeks, we have never had this happen before, but I thought it was the only necessary option. We have a tie between the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. Both teams suffered 30 plus point embarrassing losses on their way to 0-3 this week. This tie will be settled though, once and for all. On the field this upcoming week, the Broncos and the Bears will play a game to determine who is the face of the power tankings, and Broncos and Bear fans will figure out what miserable team ends up being the most miserable team this upcoming Sunday. This also might be my game of the week. Seeing terrible football played at its best, it's a beautiful thing to watch. The Broncos and the Bears, congratulations. Little golf clap for you. You are the worst two teams in football, and I wanted to pick, I wanted to pick one of the teams over the other, but you both found embarrassing ways to lose that are unique in their own way. And that's what my mom always taught me sometimes when I asked what brother was her favorite. It's It's... Not that she likes one more than the other. She likes them both for different ways. I, I like the fact that both of these teams suck in different ways. And we'll find out who the real Tankathon champion is this upcoming weekend. I cannot wait. Those are my rankings for you. I hope you enjoy these segments. These are one of my favorite things to do on the show. And I think the energy definitely shows when I do it. Um... Next episode, we might be talking about college football for a little bit because we've kind of been doing NFL talk for a while. I still have a show to plan on Wednesday. Thursday are the picks, as always. Friday are the college picks and the college breakdown. And then it's Saturday, Sunday, just like that. Can you believe that? I made it sound like it's already Friday afternoon. It is not, though, and we still have plenty of episodes to do throughout the week. So I'll leave it here. Enjoy your week. I hope this episode gets you through your day. 
um, something to listen to on your lunch break, gets you up in the morning, listen while you're on a walk, who knows? Bottom line is any listen is very much appreciated. And thank you to all who helps take some time out of their day to help support my show. My name's Max. This has been Max Sports. I will be seeing you tomorrow. Adios.